Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One artist. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. We are back again. Mm. Back and back. Well, there are two of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm back and you are back. We have backs. We also have backs. Congratulations. Thank you. I. I... Appreciate that, for the, the congratulations. Not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what I'm saying. Good. That's I, always. That's good for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. When you don't just know. being just being drunk for them, it's important. Drunk cast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hey guys. Hey handsomeites. We are gone for a week. Eric was in uh, North Carolina. Living the living La Vida Loca. He was. He sent me pictures. I'm sure he's going to talk mm. about it later. I don't want to spoil the fun. Oh yeah, well, we'll spoil we'll spoil everyone's fun later. Uh, before we get into floppies, I do want to talk. There's a couple of news items that I think are particularly interesting that I think we should discuss a little bit. Uh, number one, Dark Horse Comics are now in Comicsology, sort of. Ooh, sort, sort of. of, sort of older Dark Horse comics, like Hellboy collections and The Goon, like older their older books. They do are still not releasing same day comics on Comicsology. Um, they should, cause their app's bad. It is very bad. Yeah, their app, their app is not good for reading comics on your dice. Where, yeah, but it's a small step. Hopefully, it is. It's a, it's a step in the correct direction. Yeah, now I can read Hellboy on my on Comicsology if I want to. Mm-hmm. It's making me more inclined to read Hellboy on my tablet, cause uh, I do not want to read it through that terrible app. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, other news, I just broke today, Sunday, or at least I saw it for the first time today, uh, is that Comixology is apparently gonna do a sort of Netflix style monthly subscription and you get access to comics? Unlimited comics? Nate, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I, the, there's, it has not been officially announced. Apparently this is all very heavily rumored, but, Maybe not new comics, but like certain time frame or certain particular. I don't know. It's there's been no definition of all these things, but I, it uh, we'll see when it officially breaks what the actual deal is. There'll probably be like a a free and a premium section is sort of what you're thinking, but there's no nothing definite. No, they haven't announced anything yet. This is on Bleeding Cool. Apparently, Amazon is pressuring them to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I, who knows. Who, I mean, it's a really, it's a very good idea because I think that you need to do something to try and reduce the cost of of comics and I don't know. I think it's wonderful that Marvel does it and this is, I think it needs a trend toward this. I'm I'm all about it. Even if it goes personally, even if it goes to the thing where like uh, Audible does, mm-hmm. where you pay a membership fee, you get a free book, and then all the other books cost less. Like maybe you pit, you subscribe to this, you get a certain amount of free comics a month, and then the rest of the comics you get a discount, depending. I don't know. That's an idea. 
but who knows what yeah. they'll do. It's Amazon. They they have they have a wide reaching grasp. They could you know influence a lot of people. But we'll see. This tune in next week if there's any. We'll see if there's any updates. Tune in like because it's a radio station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tune tune it in. Tune. Uh, but you ready to talk about comics? I'm so, so, so ready. Okay. And I basically never stop being ready to talk about comics. I, I still feel like I should ask. You don't need to ask. Just make me talk about comics. Okay. You, you know I want to. Okay. It is time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part show where Eric and I will review uh, a selection of the week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, we are generally pretty smart fellows that you should listen to. Uh, we're going to start off with DC. Uh, an Aquaman, number 41. Our, our buddy Colin Bunn, writing, art, Trevor McCarthy, Guy, Guy, is he Guy Major? Is that what is it? Is that how I'm supposed to be saying that, Eric? Uh. It's M-A-J-O-R. It's not Guy, not, well, it's not I mean, Guy Major, is it? It could be, but I'm not going to make any, I'm not going to make any assumptions. It looks like Major. This is America. Yeah. Guy Major. Tom Napolitano on letters. Um. What do you think? We've done a couple. We dipped our toes in. I get it. Dipped our toes in Aquaman a couple times. Nice. Never came off with that. I never came off like, wow, this is a comic. I, sh- I sh-. like Aquaman. I think is a character that could have, has a lot of potential. Is easily done very badly though. Yes, and usually like it, it generally is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw that you know our uh, Colin Bunn is now writing this, and we're we're fans generally we are. of his writing and. I thought, well, let's see, see, let's see what he does with it. Um, this is Aquaman in exile from his from his people. He's exiled king, mm-hmm. fighting monsters. Yeah, monsters. I guess they're. they're I mean, they're, they're, I, that's pretty much how they de- define them. So, mm-hmm. o- oil tentacle monsters. Oils and tentacles. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I works I, for me. I enjoyed this. Yeah. It. It's. It just seems like it. It could go so bad so quick, but it just and it, it it's pretty stock stuff too. But Cullen manages to make it feel very sort of rich and well thought through, and it just I don't know. It just has that touch of a writer that knows what he's doing. It it feels thought about and well crafted, and I I enjoy it, you know. And it 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 sets the table just right. It sets the hook just right. I think it's a solid first issue of an arc. I I I feel really positive on it. Yeah, I I enjoy it. I I like the art. I I I like the monsters in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of not kind of not kind of not enough of them. It's uh, they're they're kind of few and far between. They're, they're barely in it. Yeah, you get a taste of them at least. Uh, yes, but it's like you said, it's. Not necessarily gr- groundbreaking in any way, but mm-hmm. just take something simple and do it well. It, yeah. And that's, I think, a, I don't know, a, a, the past couple Aquamans we've read from various different creative teams seem to try and, like, uh, like reinvent the wheel or something when it, it's not... They co- certainly they certainly flounder a little bit. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, it's just like, you know, he's a king. What can you do? Oh, well, we'll put him in exile. But he's still, you know, trying to say, you know, it, yeah, simple things. You add them together. It looks good. It, it yeah. I, I like the voice. I think Colin writes his voice very well in this. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I'm by. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm going to see where this goes. I'm, it's an Aquaman book that I can get behind. I, I'm, I'm hopefully it can, like, I'm, I'm hopeful. I hope. We've, we've read at, 
I'm vaguely remembering three other times we tried to jump into Aquaman. I remember Aquaman and the others, which was not great. No. Uh, God, we, and two two separate arcs, I think. Yes. In the regular Aquaman book that we tried, two different creative of, teams of yes. those of those two. None of them worked. This is already one issue. I feel like I would have even felt pretty good on this, even if I didn't know it was Colin Bunn. But I mean, we basically looked into this because because yeah. it's the Bun. Yes, but I, I'm a I'm a buy buy it. Check it out. Give Aquaman a I, shot. I'm I'm very strong on this. I'm a, I'm a pretty confident buy. I'm actually I'm actually excited about an Aquaman book. My God. <laughs> so that's a double buy on Aquaman number forty one. Next up, it's We Are Robin. Now I should say We Are Robin number one. There's an ellipsis. In, there's an ellipsis the, yeah. in there. You have to have that dramatic pause for ellipses. It's it's super important. Uh, let's see. Lee Bermejo doing story. Jorge Corona on art. Rob Haynes breakdowns. Trish Mulvihill on colors. Carrie Randolph epilogue art. Emilio Lopez epilogue colors. Lee Bermejo doing the cover. Jerry K. Fletcher on letters. Is there enough people credited from this book? It's a few. It's a, a fair few. few. It's a fair few. Um, uh, this is the... I mean, just from the pitch coming into this, it's basically like, it's like Robin, like as the Warriors, kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I, like everyone is, a, it's like the a Robin, it, Robins are a gang. They're, or a, they're, they're, yes. theoretically good, a good, you know, youngsters trying to do well, do good on the streets. Mm-hmm. And they use the imagery of Robin, you know, they're helping out Batman. So mm-hmm. I, I, that's fine. Uh, we, we're kind of just given perspective through this kid. Who has lost his parents recently in the new, in the recent Batman Endgame arc? We don't know where they are. They are not necessarily dead, but they're missing. Uh, and then he is kind of bouncing around the uh, adoption agencies, adoption families, and stuff. Foster homes. Foster homes having trouble at school. Uh, and then he runs into these, these underground people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Robins show up. I don't. I didn't know what to expect from this. Mm-hmm. I. Feel like it took longer than it should to just get to the point. Yeah, we don't really struggle too much to understand this kid or his background, and I don't particularly come away from it feeling any more like empathetic. Like it's not really established a lot of character or any reason to like anyone because it's all just so. It's also stories you've seen before. Yeah, I. What is it? Kurt Vonnegut says start as close to the end of the story as you possibly can. He has said that many times, and although not 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 much anymore. Not anymore. He doesn't say it anymore. He did say it. Uh, I, I mean, I you literally could have started this story on page number twenty two. Yes, which is three pages from the end. That's including yeah. the epilogue. Uh, and that's I I would have started like he's running from you, you get the first moment where you think oh this guy's in danger. There's some tension here. And then we meet the Robins, and then it's over. Two pages, and then the rest of it is just like, oh. I mean, the rest of it you could fill in much quicker than mm-hmm. we had to see Leslie Tompkins for some reason. We had to see him in a bad situation in some foster homes. I'm like, most people don't expect foster homes to be good places. No. I, I, it's, it, it's not really well crafted that most of the stuff and the environments and the things happening, they're not particularly interesting to draw they're not interesting scenarios i agree with you that it 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 should have started much closer to the end 
and let us dig into that. This basically the hook that you get from the end of this. You knew from looking at the cover. You knew from hearing the concept. It's not that exciting. Yeah, I, I like. I mean, I like the art. Mm-hmm. It, I like it. Okay, it's it, it's um, it feels like a little bit like um, mm, man, why can't I think of it? Um, now I can't even think of the artist's name that does it. This is <laughs> embarrassing. Um, Rumble, Rumble. Okay, it's totally called Rumble. You remember Rumble? I yes, I Arcudi. Yes, Arcudi. Yeah, it's it. It looks like sort of like it's on the way to being like Rumble. I it just just doesn't quite get there for me. But it it's it's very good. It, it, it's good enough looking art, and it's it's nice enough to where I I wouldn't mind seeing more of this. Like I. I'm high on the concept. This this execution of this first issue just doesn't quite do it. Yeah, I like I would be interested in seeing like I hear that pitch, I go, That's interesting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I get nothing in this first issue. I get yeah. I I mean I I don't wanna say I, I, I don't know. I would say start with issue two, honestly. That's what yeah. I think I'm gonna I will probably read two and I hope it's be- I like I hope that gets to the point. I yes. but don't you don't need to get this one. There, no, you have this you. Is, this is this is an issue zero. Yeah, have you read? Uh, yeah, that is per, that is the best way you could say it. It is an issue zero. Yep. yep. This is this is not a one. So do not buy it. Go get two. I'm. I'll definitely suggest buy two. Two probably might have be more interesting. We this will one. see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. We'll check in on two, and maybe there will be actually the thing that they say this book is about in that. Mm-hmm. But for now, we are Robin number. We are. Robin, number one, do not buy. We are, do not buy. Robin, yeah, exactly. I really uh, like this James Harvey uh, uh, alternate cover that they threw in. Is it James Harvey? I don't know. I'm trying to find it again. I have to go to page 14 to find it. It, it is, is James Harvey. It is James Harvey. It's, I really like it. That that I saw that in that costume, and I'm like, this kid looks cool. I want to see him in this book, and then you don't. I mean, you see him, but you do not see that costume, or... Nope. Anything of substance, really. <laughs> you know. Nope. Uh, yeah. So onto Marvel. Uh, I, I want. Let's see. Two Secret Wars tie-ins. One is new to us, and one is we're coming back to it. Uh, first one is E is for Extinction, number one. Uh, written by Chris Burnham. Let's see. Art, I believe, is Ramon Ramon Villalobos. Mm-hmm. There's a page in here somewhere. Colors: Ian Herring. Letters: Clayton Cowles. Uh, this is. Sort of picking up where there were in Grant Morrison's new X-Men from the early mm-hmm. aughts. Uh, would, but, like, this, but later. It, like a lot of these tie-ins, they don't necessarily are direct, directly connected to those books in, in any certain way. They, they start some of the same characters. That, that's about the closest connection here. I mean, it begin, the, it, the, the, the first thing that happens in this comic is Xavier shoots himself in the head. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, Pretty grim. Um, but what do you think, Eric? I think uh, I think X Men is very, very complicated and hard to read. I enjoyed reading this, and I love uh, Villa Lobos' art. It's a very—I don't want to say handsome because it's actually very ugly and kind of indie looking. But it's—I still really like it. It. I don't know. I I really like it. I'm glad I read it, but I I walk away like I don't know if I I come away feeling like I like it, but I can't give good concrete reasons why. But it's it's something. 
Yeah, I, 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 I like uh, Via Lobos. Yeah, we both follow him on Twitter. He's he's very much. He's a lot of fun on we Twitter. Do. I have his art on my wall. I'm looking at it. Um. Yep. Old Batman. Batman and Bane engaging mm-hmm. in some rest wrestling. Uh, my only critique about his art in this in that the backgrounds are a little sparse in some of this. Um, it doesn't really get in in uh, in the way for me too much. Like I feel like he does it in the right places. But it it does it does happen a little bit. Uh, I Chris Burnham is you know mostly known for his art, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily his writing, but it's it feels the characters feel you know like them most for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in a different kind of different world a little bit, but it you know yes. it feels like them. And I, yeah, it's it's a lot of like a lot of these Secret Wars tie-ins. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a buy on this just because I like these two guys. I like this yeah. book. Uh, you know, it's X Men doing. It's, I'm probably just gonna, I'm probably gonna buy him just because it's, you know, uh, mainly because of Via Lobos' art, you know, and I like looking at him, I like, I like seeing him working on a, uh, like a big two superhero book, see what it looks like, you know, uh, but, I mean, the story is fun enough, but I didn't feel, like, I've read New X-Men, you know, the whole thing, and I, it's, I'm curious what they're doing with Zorn. Yeah. Cause that doesn't, Zorn is a mess when you look back, mm-hmm. like canonically, like because in New X Men, Zorn turns out to be Magneto. Yes, and then there's a real Zorn. And then Wolverine chops off Magneto's head. Mm-hmm. Then it turns out, oh, that wasn't Magneto. It was, and the, but you know, because they, they can't, because Grant Morrison literally ended his run with Magneto getting his head chopped off. Mm-hmm. They're like, Marvel was like, oh, well, wait, we we need Magneto. We can't have that to happen. So they retconned mm. it, and it was a big mess. So I don't know what's going to happen with Zorn, but I'm, you know, it's fun. It's fun enough. I'm a buy. I, 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 maybe a mush meter a little bit, maybe a one or a two. I think I can see eye to eye to that, but I, I, I wish I had more articulate thoughts on this. It's just, it's a very strange book to me. It is strange. No it doubt about that. It is very strange. Yeah. I, I, I wish I was, uh, it makes me wish I was born to X-Men because I do like I do like a lot of these characters and I still just don't know who in the hell any of them are even the ones that we've read about like I recognize so many of them and I don't I still I struggle to follow what is going on in a lot of this. Well there's a lot of these characters are you that Grant Morrison created. Mhm. Did all, several stories with and then everyone else kind of abandoned them. Yeah. And they're just kind of in backgrounds of you know, Cyclops and Wolverine arguing, or, mm-hmm. you know, they never, I mean, you see a little bit in Wolverine and the X-Men, some of these guys, but mm, a lot of them, there's even more new ones in that book, so I don't know, it's hard to say, but I, I'm a buy, I'll say Mush Meteor 2. It's a weird book, uh, but the art's great, and I'm, I'm gonna, you know, it's a, it's like, like, the secret, it's a Secret Wars tie-in, it's, I don't think any of this is really gonna matter, but it's, yeah. you know, it's just for the ride. I think I'm a slightly less mushy than that. I was just going to back you up. I think I'm, I'll actually go one. Okay. So we're double by, but mush meter 1.5. Mm-hmm. Math. Math. One point math. One point math. Uh, our second book from Marvel is Where Monsters Dwell. I wanted to check back in with this because this is number two. Uh, it's Garth Ennis writing art, Russ Braun, colors, Don, Dono, Dono Sanchez and Dono Sanchez Almara, letters, Rob Steen. Uh, we read one. I, in- Enjoyed it well enough. I was really, in- I was interested to see where it was going. Um, so I thought, well, we come back to two. I, I don't, I don't, I don't 
this seems like it's just like let's check off every single pulp adventure trope <laughs> as we go. We have uh, pygmies. We have you know uh, a hyper aggressive masculine character that is not likable in the least. Uh, Garth Ennis really just has a problem with like handsome male protagonists. This is, this reminds me very much of the. Uh, the little preacher side story, the good old boys that mm-hmm. we had such a problem with. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is, he is basically that handsome movie lead guy from that. He is actually, that's actually a very good comparison. Mm-hmm. He's, he's 0% different. He, and it, like he, he, God, he tells her to have an abortion. Yeah. He's, he's monstrous. Uh, I mean, she's likable enough. I mean, I don't, uh, she's definitely more likable than him. Yeah. Uh, they, we do see a giant shark bite a giant alligator. It's pretty, pretty rad. Yeah, that's. I can, I can, I can live with more of that. Yeah, I was gonna, like, I was gonna go, this book's losing me. Then, oh, alligator fighting shark, and they're gigantic. Uh, and then they run into, I guess, Amazons. They're not really, mm-hmm. I mean, they look like Shaun of the She Devil. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of them. There's, there's a whole pile of them. Um, I don't know what that last page is supposed to mean about her. It, I, I'm confused about what's going on. I, but I, I might, uh, I might be jumping off this ship, Eric. Might be. I, I think that's, that's a fair enough call. I, I wanted this to mean, have some sort of meaning to it. Mm-hmm. But these, I don't, she, he's a monster. She's not. Get showing enough character other than, hey, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a tough lady who could shoot a gun. Yes. I, I, I don't. And then, yeah, just pygmies, really? Pygmies? Is this where we're at? Yeah, pygmies. It's, it's really bad. Actually, pygmies, not a very nice word either. I'm, I'm aware, but I don't know what else. Yeah. To, that's, I mean, it's that thing. It's. Yes, it's, it's, I, there's, there's an actual word. But they never, uh, those people but, are, they were small people, but they weren't. Yes. Yeah. They, they weren't, weren't, they weren't Smurfs. They, yes, exactly. They were, they were smaller than, say, a relatively normal, like a, smaller than a European person, but they weren't mm-hmm. minuscule. They weren't, okay, whatever. Do not buy. I'm going to do not buy. Yeah. 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 Don't buy this. Mm, yeah. I, I, and it's in, in H, I, I, whatever. I do not buy. We're Monsters Twelve Number Two. I'm sorry, Garth Ennis. You were having a great run with all the books I've read of yours, but this one is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they can't all be winners. Well, you gotta yeah. let you gotta let you gotta let people experiment and fuck up and be strangely racist while trying to. I don't know what. I don't. I don't think he's trying to be. He's no, just... I. It's. I mean, when uh, when Alan Moore does it and Tom Strong when he hit when we see that kind of those tropes of pulp adventure stories. Mm-hmm. It's because it, he's done something different with it. He's, yeah. he's made, you know, the, the quote unquote natives super intelligent, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, something, this is just the same of, it's like a, a, the exact same story from the forties, except the woman is a little bit more respectable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last book of the week, Rasputin. Oh, that's good comicsology. Thank you. Uh, last book of the week is Rasputin number six. Uh, there we go. It's back. Written by Alex Grecian, Riley Rosmo doing art, uh, colors, Ivan Placentia, letters, Thomas Mora, Ma- Thomas Maurer. Uh, I, I was very interested to see who was drawing this because Rosmo is also drawing Constantine at the moment. Mm-hmm. Which he's, he's working it up, I guess. Double duty. Um, 
And I was curious about the last issue ended strangely, which they actually cover here. Uh, but and but now we get a huge time jump. You know, the the first the last issue, which I you have not read, I don't think. No, I've not been following uh, Rasputin. But it, it 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 intrigued me, but I never I had not been following it. It's well, it barely. I mean, you see where the book ended, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really cover the intervening years. It just is. Hey, he's yeah. now in the modern day. Yep. Um, that, that's 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 a bit of a twist. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be. We see a little bit of time hopping just because they explain. Oh, this is what happened after that weird thing that happened at the end of the last arc. Uh, mm-hmm. but. We it begins in the modern day and ends in the modern day. Uh, is this are, are we gonna have a, like a Highlander story going on, Eric? That's what we have. Some reporter tracking down Mister Immortal someone's, Man. Someone's gonna eat his electric dragon. I don't know. He does sort of have an electric dragon. So. Yeah, it happens a little bit. He's got a, he's got a, a a small child in a sombrero, which he brings to life and then murders. Yeah, it's the which, worst thing he's ever done. Worst thing he's ever done. Uh, I'm. Still, I still like this book. I yeah. It, I I mean I we I like his art, Rosmo's art a lot. Uh, it's and I'm it went somewhere I was not expecting after the end of that last book because the last book ended with Rasputin gets shot in the head in World War One, and this book started with him helping out some lady politician in th- next year <laughs> or this year, I suppose, running for presidency for next year. Um. So I'm a I'm a buy. I I like where it's going. It's 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 not doing what I expect, and I'm I am generally appreciative of that. It'll uh, it'll shock you. I don't know. Rasputin has looked really good consistently, so I I I could think I think this is a book people should be reading. I agree okay. with you. Oh, I like I like those words. You like I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Well, I disagree with you. This book is excellent. That's that's you're not that's the I don't think those words mean what you think they mean. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what they mean. Okay. Also, uh, uh, apparently, R- Rosmo's only going to be doing the art for Constantine for a few issues. Is apparently what's happening. Oh. Because uh, Vanessa El Rey is going to be doing art for a few issues after him. That's that's perfectly acceptable. It is. I I, I talked to her, and we'll mm-hmm. discuss that a little bit uh, in our next segment. So, any other books you want to talk about before we move on? Here? No, I didn't. I, I I still haven't. Like, I'm looking at a lot of these, and I want to read all of these. Uh, that you've, that you've thrown here at me. Uh, God, Southern Bastards, I'm chomping at the bit to read it, but I haven't had time. Yeah. So no. Sad. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, I will, you know, we can, I, I'm fairly certain, hey guys, we, we're a buy on Southern Bastards. You should read that comic. <laughs> there's no, there's no way I'm going to, no, uh, there's no way I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's my that's that's my book. Yeah, go buy it. But I think that will do it for for floppies for this week. Uh, on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Uh, checking in is part of the show. Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to uh, during the week or past two weeks now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, tell you what to do or or see or how to have fun. We're experts, right? I I am an expert in many things. Well, I'm. You have a lot to talk about with Heroes Con. I I do. You might want to let I, me let me finish up. Yeah, you you can you can end you can end it. I'll 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 do some relatively quick. Yeah. Uh, one. Uh, we we both went to SuperCon. We uh, did yesterday. It was quite an adventure. It was. We drove to Miami and back. It's always harrowing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It actually. It's, 
aside from the rain, it wasn't too terrible. The drive, the drive back especially wasn't as bad nearly. Uh, but I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed my time there. Uh, I liked, I, I mean, I met Frank Quietly. He was a lovely gentleman, very sweet. Uh, he signed, he signed me some, my Superman book. Uh, I talked to Vanessa Del Rey, as I already mentioned. She's, like, this is the second time I've met her. She's very nice. I still, uh, I bought a nice print from her and a sketchbook, the one that didn't have, uh, naked ladies doing things all over in them. Uh, who else did I talk to? Anybody else? Any other professionals? He went by and gave the finger to JRJR. I actually, I was, I was like, oh, there's a line, it's not ending. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't need, I, it's, and he had no print. He was not selling it. He was just sitting at a table. He had no prints, no wow. sketchbooks. So I'm like, oh, I would. That's just odd to me. I, I just do not understand that. Why would you, is he charging for signatures? No, he was, it was free, but wow. he just had, he had nothing. He was not selling anything. He was just kind of hanging out. Apparently, That's every, really strange. I, I was on Reddit and the comic books, uh, our comics, our comic book, and the people were at Supercom were like, yeah, we, I talked to John Romita Jr. He's very nice. He was, you know, he signed everything. They were not too kind about Neil Adams, but, uh, I mm. could have predicted that. Uh, Neil Adams has kind of gone off the rails the past decade, probably. Mm. It, it happens to the best of them, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I also, I bought it. They're the people who sell Cadence comics are, they, which are, they're like an agent intermediary for a lot of artists. They sell their pages. They were there. And I bought a page from Moon Knight, Declan Shalvey page. Mm-hmm. It, I'm very happy with that. No regrets. I'm very happy with you. It was a little, it was you know, obviously pricey, but it's nice. I like it. Yes. It's nice. It's good. Uh, but I enjoy my time. Uh, artists always good. Vendors were fine. I, uh, cosplay I saw was good. Um, I had not been, I've been, I was con starved. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you were, you were all jealous from, from me being I, in Charlotte. I was, yes. So, you know, I, I, we met a, a few people in Artist Alley who I'm going to be following from now on. They had really good work. Yes. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably the, the three or four artists that I discovered, uh, this time around, I, I don't have their names or their cards in front of me. I have a list of everyone from Heroes Con. <laughs> But I'll I'll get you that list later uh, with some links and stuff. Okay. But a uh, lot a lot of good folk. Yeah. Uh, I I I, ha- I had a good time. Yeah, it was a it was a, a good con. They're they're uh, they're working their way towards mm-hmm. being a, a couple. I I think last year was far more legit than this year. This year seemed like they're really faltering, in my opinion. Well, I think part of that was you having to stand outside in the heat for an hour, Mister Goodnight. It it did bother me quite a lot, and it feels like that's something with the – I mean, I don't want to say there wasn't a lot of traffic, but compared to – they probably have as much traffic as Heroes Con, and the, Heroes Con had their shit together. They did not have their shit together this year. It was really frustrating. Well, organizationally, I, I judge yes. it in two – like, yes, it, the organizationally, I think, yes, they – they had problems because there were still lines when we were leaving, like mm-hmm. long lines. I think part of it is because they – I don't know what they expected, honestly. But, I mean, aside, when I was inside the con, I felt like they did a good job of getting a good mixture of guests 
you know, they got some celebrity, like they had Haley Atwell there, which, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't really care about that much, but you know, there's a lot, there's a huge chunk of people who do, they got her, they had, they had Frank Quitely and John Romita Jr. And like, they have a good spread of comics artists. They have a good spread of celebrities. They had a nice artist alley. I mean, some of the people in artist alley are, you know, not people Mm -hmm. I cared about at all, but there's also some really good, like, like you said, some really good artists that I'm going to be following from now there. So I think they're not quite to, to Megacon yet, but I think it's just a part of it is that they're in Miami. It's a down there at the bottom of the state. It's not as close to, you know, Orlando is very central. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. Uh, other thing I want to talk about briefly, Arkham Knight, the new Batman game. Uh, it's a good game. <laughs> but okay, I, can, I can, yeah, there it but, is. But I got it for PC because yeah, I, I heard there's issues. There are, there are issues. Uh, I got it for PC. I was very excited. I, you know, I downloaded it the night before so I could play it the next, like, right away. Uh, it's playable. It's not like it just doesn't run or I can't, like, I could play it. I once played Diablo 2 on, like, a 12 year old computer from when Diablo 2 came out mm-hmm. on the lowest settings possible. It was mm-hmm. barely recognizable. So I can play games that are on lower settings than necessarily you want. But my computer is relatively new. You have a pretty decent computer. My graphics I can, card... I, can, I, I, I vouch for you. My graphics card is not the newest, but it's pretty new. Yes. It's like two generations yeah. old now. Uh, it should be able to run... A, make it look better than the PS4, which is definitely more powerful than a PS4. PS4 mm-hmm. is much, le- uh, much less powerful than my computer, and understandably so. It's a console. However, it does look a lot better than any 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 video I've seen of Arkham Knight running on a PC. It, they locked it at 30 frames a second. You cannot go higher than that unless you go alter the codes, you know, the I and I code and stuff like that. People are already trying to do hacks and stuff. The highest level of all the detail settings, they only go to normal. They don't go above normal. Uh, there is a lot of stuttering, especially when you're in the car, when you're in the mm. Batmobile, which is a huge part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you the frame rate stutters noticeably, especially and when you swing the camera around, definitely stutters as well. Um, there's a lot of things wrong with the you know the build of it, how they ported it over. Apparently, there's a lot of rumors flying around about how the PC port team probably got it two months beforehand with a game that's been in development for probably three years. Yeah, the the problem is, is they just sort of expect PC users to. You know, you're you're a PC user. You're supposed to you're supposed to expect a broken game to come to you, and that's a crock of shit. It just shouldn't be that way. And uh, obviously, Steam refunds. They actually Warner Brothers did say, "Well, Steam refunds is there." I bought it through uh, uh, Green Man Gaming because they had a huge like I bought it for thirty four dollars. Mm-hmm. So I and they said if the first patch doesn't fix everything, you can refund. I'm not going to get a refund because I still want to play this game. Yeah, I, I like that. What I played of the game so far, I'm like 14 hours in. I it's a great game mechanically. It's if you don't like the Batmobile stuff, you're probably not going to like this game nearly as much as you like City, Arkham City, or Asylum because there's a lot of Batmobile stuff in it. It's integral to a lot of missions. I like the Batmobile stuff. I like the game. There are. Some a little problematic things about you know, like the inclusion of a lot of stuff from the Killing Joke, uh, a lot of stuff about Barbara Gordon being a victim. Like most of the game I played, she is a, dar- a damsel in distress, mm-hmm. and you are trying to save her, and you re- relive the Killing Joke. Uh, there's 
the Joker is in the game. Like, I don't want to, I won't, I mean, he, you start the game off by incinerating him. He's dead and you're burning him into ashes. Like, he's being cremated. But he's still in the game in a sort of way. And there are really, really offensive things he says about Barbara Gordon. And mm-hmm. I, I understand the Joker's a monster. Uh, I don't, it's still very, made me feel uncomfortable. And I, I don't know, I guess that's what they're going for, but I think, I don't know, the way, the Mary Sue review is, I think, a little too harsh about all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think it does, I, I, I haven't finished the game, so I can't judge it. You know, that I don't know what happens after where I'm at, but so far it's pretty, I mean, there's, there's no rules to what they could, they could do anything, but they hit the killing joke really hard. And the killing joke is, I think at a point where, yes, it was a very powerful comic at the time. It was never, mm-hmm. intended, it was never intended to be canon. And it, the new Batgirl is such a breath of fresh air. Like it's such a good comic going back to that Barbara Gordon where she's really like, just there to be rescued is feels wrong after reading, especially after reading background. But uh, the game itself is still a lot of fun. It's still Batman and it's still the Rocksteady Batman game. I'm ready for it to work correctly, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm playing it, it and it's running and it's playable, but I, I would like to play it as what, where it can look better than it does. But okay. Eric, give us Heroes Con stories. You have them. You sent me crazy pictures. Oh, goodness gracious. It's going to be tough for me to remember all this stuff at this point because it's been, Couple it's weeks. been a whole weekend ago that it happened. Yeah. Give me a, we'll I'll, give I'll, 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 I'll do, I'll do my best. And basically, uh, did I tweet the, uh, did I tweet the, the, the list of con swag? I feel like I did. You did. You did. That's, that's probably the best place to just get a sort of bird's eye view. I've been talking about con stuff for two weeks in a row now. Um, but God, just, just such a great experience. I'm so glad that I went, you know, took a week off and saw family, but meeting all of these people and the ones that I had met before and haven't seen in so long, it was just, it was just wonderful. I'll, I'll just, I guess I'll just go off the same list. Uh, Juan Ho Guarnido, man, what, what a, what an incredibly cool guy. I got sketches from him. Talked about Asterix and talked about, I can't, I, I, I don't even recall. It was like a dream. I couldn't even believe he was there. And one of the cool things about him is he had a line pretty much the whole time and I didn't know anyone even knew who the hell he was. But the fact that he is, he had such a draw at a con like that. I mean, it says a lot about Heroes Con and it just, it, it, it it makes me very happy. I mean, would you expect him to have a draw like that? Uh, well, if it was anywhere but Heroes Con, I probably would be a little surprised. But since Heroes Con is such a, I mean, it is the comics book comic book con. Mm-hmm. Like that that is the thing. I go okay, I understand it. It but if he was at SuperCon, it would be like uh, it would be like Frank Quitely's line not, where it's two people at right. most, and then he would not go to Heroes or uh uh, uh Florida SuperCon. No, It'd be embarrassing. Not. No, I'm very down on, I'm very down on Supercon. Uh, oh man, um, I met a, uh, an illustrator, Andy Siriano, who worked on Samurai Jack, and he was good friends with Matt Chapman, who did Homestar Runner, if you can believe that. They were both there, and I bought a comic that they worked on together. Hung out with Matt Chapman uh, and Andy too. They were kind of floating in and out, bought Chappie a drink. 
he he hung around and talked with me for a while. I was, I don't know, it was really really endearing. I also bought uh, um, Bernie Wrightson a drink too. He was very gracious and talked to me for a minute. And the next day he saw me. He's just like, yeah, I don't talk to you, <laughs> which I thought was a little weird, but you know, um, the illustrious Ryan Brown, the craziest man that's ever lived. I, I appeared to have tagged the wrong guy. I'm seeing now. Uh oh. I didn't tag uh, uh, God hates astronauts. Ryan Brown, I tagged some doofus that is not the right person. I need to fix that. But, uh, man, um, he, he gave you a cat comic. He did. I like it. It's, it's really funny. He had uh, a variant, uh, cover made up of God hates astronauts where he just took a picture of his cat and put it on the cover and it looks really weird. And he said he couldn't sell it at stores. So he put the cat face in front of the UPC code on the back, which made me laugh. You 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 don't have it handy, do you? Do you do you I, know what it says? I do not have it handy. Uh, oh man, it's in the other. room. You just burned it. You threw it away, didn't it's, you? It's in the other room. Okay. I don't keep I don't uh, keep just stacks of comics on my desk. You you don't. I do. I, do. I know you do. Your desk is not. You don't use that for uh, work as well as play. I do. I. What are you talking about? I work at this thing constantly. You don't. You don't. Okay. I understand you do work there, but you you do not clock in at your desk. <laughs> I do. You should see my desk at my at my nine to five job. I have seen it. It's insane. Yeah, it is. Listen to you, judgmental. Anyway, Ryan Brown, the correct Ryan Brown. God hates astronauts. I bought a great art book from him that's made entirely of uh, cell phone pictures of con sketches. So good on that guy. <laughs> While we're on, um, like these crazy, like these crazy, super talented, nutty artists, I met Aaron Conley, who, oh, what's that book called? It's with the tiger? I'm trying to find it. It's really excellent. Damn it. Do you remember what it was called? Mm. I, I haven't been able to read it yet, so I can't remember the name. It's so good. I don't it's remember. It's really, it's gloriously beautiful art. It's like Sultan Tiger or something. It's it's really beautiful. Oh man. Sabretooth what's it called? Sabretooth Swordsman, that's what it's called. Okay. What a oh my god, what an awesome book it is. I'm really looking forward to reading it. We'll have to throw it in book club at some point. The art is really gorgeous. He's not credited with writing it. It was written oh, I'm trying to gather of that. Oh, there we go. Damon Gentry. It's a, God, it's such a gloriously beautiful book. But just an absolute crazy man. I met him right beside Matthew Allison, who I'm a huge fan of. What a, what a, what an incredible gentleman. I, I was talking to him the first night of the con and just one of the first people I talked to. I just, I couldn't believe he was there. He drew a comic that I found on the internet a couple of years back called, uh, Calamity a Challenge and or, uh, Cankor. Which is very similar to Copra. It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, superhero stuff sort of distorted and done strange. And it, it's very odd. And I've always loved his art and just how weird and demented it, it, he is. And he showed me some really excellent looking pages, some really beautiful drawings that he was going to sell to me for very cheap. And, but as soon as I walked away, someone came up behind me and he's like, I'll pay you more than that guy. So, you know, he, 
He was gracious enough to offer it to me, but I understand the man's got to eat, so he sold it off. But he gave me he gave me a page because he felt so bad about that, which I thought was remarkably cool of him. It's very kind. No, it was it was it was really amazing. Him and him and Aaron were really great. I also got to meet Michelle Fife. Uh, what an incredibly cool guy he is. We're now friends on Facebook. I which is stunning. He added me which just blew me away. He just, it must just be like the way he uses Facebook, but what an incredibly cool guy he was. Do you want to, he was, he was also very eager to help me out with trolling, uh, Robbie here, Sir Robert. Mm-hmm, he did. Do, do you want, do you want to read the dedication he wrote to you? Well, I don't have it in front of me either, but I do know it off the top of my head because it's pretty memorable. Uh, it, memorable. it says to, uh, then, <laughs> then to Robbie, but spelled with a Y that's crossed out. Because that's not how you spell my name. It's R-O-B-B-I-E. But then he also then he spells it correctly. And that is also crossed out. And then finally, <laughs> it is spelled uh, capital letters R-Dog. D-A-W-G. To be and fair, then, I do call you that all the time. Yeah, R-Dog. All the time. All those times you've called me R-Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, and then uh, he writes, sit, and, sit on it and spin, fucker. Comma fucker. That's Com- correct. Yes, and then he signed his name. Yes. That was that that was a, a an enchanted moment. I got to carry that around. I bought that the first day. I got to carry that around all all weekend and be like, Yes, I can't wait to give that to Robbie. But what an incredibly cool dude. Oh man, I even got to talk to Babstar a couple of times. Uh man, I just sort of have to admire her from afar though. She's 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 very uh, you know, She's, she's very mean girls about it. She's very, you can't, you can't sit with us. I don't know. She's busy. She'll hang out with Joe Quinones, but not me. <laughs> they were drawn, weren't they? They were, they did a, a yeah, a, they did a really, uh, super, I like Joe's, uh, yeah, Superboy and Supergirl. I liked, I liked this, I liked his Superboy better. I don't think that was her best drawing, but I thought it looked, I, it was certainly very cute. But yes, I got to saw that. I got to see that, uh, while it was happening. And to be honest, it um, there were a couple of pieces of art that I saw like tweeted or put on like whatever Facebook, Instagram, and they did not look as nice in person. I thought that was really interesting. I did not really care for the way that uh, that that painting looked in person, but that's just me. <sighs> Jeff Darrow felt I, I it was very surreal to meet him, and he was very self-deprecating which was so odd considering he was someone that we more or less worshipped when we were kids not a whole lot of interaction there got some nice prints from him and from art adams art adams promised to draw me butts i felt good about that got to meet both jasons jason aaron was very gracious very soft-spoken jason latour did not seem happy that his fans were loud redneck guys in 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 uh cowboy hats he did not seem thrilled about that. <laughs> did you see the picture of him that I tweeted where he's like basically frowning because I'm like hugging him and Jason Aaron? Yeah. It 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 makes me smile. I'm I'm not. My, my, you're what? I said I'm not sure how uh, he was wearing the. I don't. Yeah, those uh the Zubas. I don't know how to say it. They were saying Zubas. Jason yeah. Aaron kept calling them Zubas. Yeah, they're that's close enough. I always say Zubas, yeah. but you. I, I always think I don't. I don't think there's a right way. Honestly, I think I don't. It's I, a made-up word. There's certainly not a right way to wear them. 
I own a pair. I I used to wear a pair constantly. They're very comfortable. When I was young, I I guess I I'd feel kind of sick thinking about them. <laughs> They're terrible. But he was he said he's wearing them to get into character for Esau. Okay. Esau of uh, I didn't even think about him wearing Zubas uh, until I reread my signed copy of uh, Southern Bastards and saw them on there. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh God, it's, uh, like I'm I'm like halfway there. You might have to cut me off because I could talk about this for a while. Uh, uh give me uh, I, give me two. I'm more. really give me two I'm more. Really, your best next uh, two. Oh man. Well, I guess I'll just talk about the Primpers party. Okay. Good. That's a good one. That is a good one because I wasn't even I, my my good friend Gary that I tabled with many many years ago, who's a big Kelly Sue fan. He said, I'm going to this party that they're throwing at BW3s. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not so into it. I'll go. But man, it was fun. You know, we met up, I met up with one guy that I just, he was like random encounter on the first day, hung out with him, talked to him, sat and ate wings. And then I got molested by Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> you, you've seen the pictures. I, I did tweet that too, didn't you, I? You sent those pictures to me. Yeah, I did. It was, it was all kinds of special. Good Lord Zadarsky, he just has no shame. Mm-mm. He will just he will just do anything. And I I mean, it was far from the weirdest thing that happened there was him petting my chest hair. Um did not get to say one word to fraction. Did not. Oh man. Um trying to think who else I can talk to, who I talked to. Oh man. I th- I would say probably my two favorite artists of the con were uh, Ryan Cecil Smith and Alexander Icarino, both of which everyone should look up. Alex, Alex and I, I mean, he's a screen, he, he does art for screen print. We definitely connected about that. We definitely, I definitely connected with Ryan as well about print because he introduced me to a whole new printing process called uh, Rizograph I had never heard of, which is really fascinating. Um but just just getting to talk and nerd out with these guys about print for so long was just so much fun. Alexander Icarino did these two these two g- glorious anime posters that I bought in a in a Mondo sort of style. Are you familiar with Mondo posters? Yes, yes, they're very nice. Well, he basically started doing that kind of work because he wanted to work for him and you know, over drinks one night, I was like, you know, dude, you're, you're great. You're getting great work. You're making a good living doing this stuff. I mean, you know, as, as good as I imagine you can being freelance art, art guy, mm-hmm. but I, he seems to be doing pretty well and he's certainly making excellent work. And I'm like, well, what, what, what else is nothing is more important than that. You should, I mean, you can give up on these guys. You're succeeding on your own terms and that's wonderful. Yeah. He was just such a cool guy. So fun to talk talked to and it was really great hanging out with him too um i really i really dig ryan cecil smith's work too it's um kind of leiji matsumoto-esque if you know leiji matsumoto uh you know galaxy express 39 that kind of fun stuff uh, if you ever saw the old daft punk video are you familiar with that uh i've seen i've seen a daft punk video with uh that was animated. No, with blue not, people not, in it. Not seen that one. No. You should look it up. It's really truly wonderful. But Leiji Matsumoto was like the director of it. Unfortunately, people never seem to care so much about Leiji Matsumoto in the way that people care about Miyazaki. But he's he's up there in my book. He's wonderful. 
but Ryan Cecil Smith has sort of that sort of style, that sort of sensibility, but he's he's doing exciting and interesting things with print, with this risograph print. And I don't I, it was really fun to meet him. God, I want to talk about all these people. I don't want to wrap it up. Okay, end with Tradmore. End with Tradmore? Sure. It was uh it was a pretty light uh light action talk with Trad, but Trad uh Trad did share some interesting things with me. You know, we we talked about Capcom and and all that stuff, and he did verify for me that that was definitely a big influence on uh, on Luther Strode. But he he also shared with me that um, his mark making that he does almost all of it with a brush, and he showed me like this weird sort of like twisted witch hand that he draws with. Yeah, like uh, he he twists his arm around. I mean, you you were there today when we were talking with his. Uh, today yesterday. Yesterday. That yesterday that was yesterday yes uh when we were talking with the 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 rep from uh, cadence what, what was cadence cadence comic art that's correct um yeah his hand is sort of twisted around in inside in a fist with the brush going through it and he's doing all these tight just lively lines with that and like a big fat brush i don't know how he does it but when he's doing straight lines, he's using a tech pen. Ah, oh, Tradmore. What a rad dude. There's more of this stuff. I talk about it on uh, on my Twitter. I I might make... Uh, I've never tried Storify, but I think that that's kind of what it's for. It is. Sort of collecting stuff. So I think I might make one of those and share it as well. Because, damn, what a, what a, what a great time. I could talk about all these guys for probably another hour, but uh, we have to move on. We I think probably... We have, to talk, we, have, we have to talk about PP. We do have to talk about PP. <laughs> yes. Well, I do suggest you guys go check out Eric's Twitter. He has, it's a lot of delightful pictures and stories about uh, Heroes Con. I was very jealous. I want to go next year. It's... Uh, I, I kind of don't want to miss it ever again. I feel really... Um, I feel stupid that I haven't been going all these years. I mean, it was a wonderful con when I was a kid. It's even better now. It's amazing. I keep seeing all these names and people that I didn't talk about, and damn, I want to talk about them. Just, just, just check my Twitter. Go to go to at Mr. Mr. Bad Example at Mr. Bad Example spelled Mr. Bad Example and read all of them. Good lord. Yes, I I concur jealous uh with that can we can leave checking in till next week till i talk more about, about batman's broken and eric mm-hmm. talks about all the stars he forgot to talk about in one, in time too. i i i could i could easily do that much more there's there are stories i know uh but we do need to talk about some pp we need to talk about some pp it is time for nearby book club nearby book club is part show eric and i will assign a longer collected work uh, and then discuss it in depth, like you would a book club. For this week, we are doing the One Trick Ripoff and uh, uh, various other stories, plus deep cuts called by Paul Pope by the aforementioned PP, which he has signed some of these pages with. Yeah, I, I, if my name was Paul Pope, I don't think I, I don't think I'd call myself PP. That's weird. Uh, the, the the meat of this book is the aforementioned One Trick Ripoff. It takes up probably half of it, I would say. Roughly half, maybe a little under half, and then the rest are various short short stories, 
some one page, some uh, longer, some like maybe sixteen, like an, an actual comic. There's even the 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 Super Trouble story is also it's a pretty lengthy, um, probably the second most longest story in this uh, book. Uh, but we can jump in, I think, first with uh, One Trick Ripoff because I I do th- I think it's my favorite of these stories. It seems to be the the most well thought out, the one with the most uh, the most character in it. Yeah, so I think it's it's. Yeah, it's it's worth it's worth being a favorite. Um, there it concerns uh, the one trick ripoff. That that title could mean a lot of different things. Uh, we find out the one tricks are a gang, mm-hmm. and the rip they are trying to rip off the one tricks. Trying to rip themselves off. But that one trick is a pretty good trick. Yeah, I, I, wish An- I could do it. Garth Ennis wrote uh the whole comic preacher about it. Yeah. You have you have to do what someone says. Or what I actually it's not even that. It's what they say becomes real. Mm-hmm. Like it changes yeah, to, their, an ex- to an extent. Changes their per- it changes someone's perception. It changes their perception, yes. Yes. So he tells him he tells him you're being strangled strangled strangled? Strangulated? Strang strangle ungulated. Yes. That one. Getting retarded, forgive me. Um yes, he's getting strangulation by a big snake, and and he says, "I'm invisible." And suddenly, he was. And suddenly he's My invisible. Uh, yeah, the main character's what, Tummy. That she calls him Tummy. I don't. What's his? Does Tubby. He, Tubby, not where you, Tummy. Where, yeah, where do you see Tummy? I don't see it. I just remembered okay. it wrong. Okay. How dare you? How <laughs> dare name, you? Don't memorize this book. And her name is Vim. Vim. She is. Uh, she's a Linux text editor. Her her natural enemy is Emacs. But. Yes, thank you, thank you, nerds, for that applause. <laughs> I was, I'm just leaving it alone, trying to. I I know you are. I I'm 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 sure Ham will laugh at it later. <laughs> Probably. You listen to this on the way to Germany. Uh, I, I, how do you how do we discuss this story? It's 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 kind of coached very much in like a heist heist kind mm-hmm. of movie idea. It's it's a little noiry. It's certainly you know it's certainly heist movie where you see you know, it opens with the sexy couple like and they're they're laying out the plot for you. You know it's a very sort of classic story and it could easily be. It's weird that it it feels as good as it does, isn't it? Because it could be very tropey and clunky, but it it works pretty well, doesn't it? It helps that Paul Pope is drawing it. Yeah, it does. Um, and. The fact that, like, the, uh, obviously, I think he has grown since he's done this work. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, as I think, not as an art, his artist. I, I, would you say his art is better now? I really don't see any huge differences. No, it, I, uh, I think it's, it's mainly it, his it, writing that is better, theoretically. You know, like how yeah. he tells the story mm-hmm. and how he maybe not actually the the art itself, like how he frames it, stuff like that. Like, but you, you're right in that I don't, I can't see an appreciable difference in the art itself, like how he draws a person or action or stuff like that. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, uh, but you, it is that kind of that noir thing, where, the heist thing, where you, yeah, oh, let's go over the plan one more time. Mm-hmm. But then you get like the weird powers yeah. thing. Like, why does this gang can do that? And like. It feels like I bring up Battling Boy because it feels we. I think the biggest compliment we get Battle Boy it feels like a for, fully formed world out there, and yeah. we're only seeing a very small part of it. 
And that this story feels that same way to me. Mm-hmm. Like I like I want to know what about those other gangs? What do they do? Like what's what's all the deal with all those people? And what's with this world? And is it like ours, or is it just how is it different? There, is it full of super powered gangs? Yeah, is every gang does just gangs rule every city, and they're all or just is there one city? Like we don't get a we do not get anything about the larger world in this. It is very focused on these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it feels like he could have gone more with this if he wanted to. That's kind of the way Paul Pope has, has, has done it and other things by him that we've read is there is all this back stuff and he focuses on certain things and teases all these others. And that's, that's a pretty good skill to have, honestly. The fact that you're so interested in these other gangs. I mean that's a that's a positive thing. So yeah, pretty absolutely. much right out pretty much right out the gate, he's doing the correct work of, you know, making you want more. That's that's one of the things that's so effective about this. You know something that's that's uh, occurring to me as I read this is it couldn't possibly be colored like this. Uh back in the I'd be shocked if it was colored like this back in the 90s. I mean not so shocked because he was uh, he was a cutting edge artist, but it would probably have been considerably more expensive to color a comic, and he would have not had the money. I believe it is Jeannie Grant who has colored it, and yeah. he's a digital colorist, so I'm yeah. No, it's it's clearly digital from the look. This is not something. Yeah. It it it's clearly digital, and I'm really curious if it was just black and white back in the day. I think that the color makes the art feel richer mm-hmm. it might have been a little dull like i actually have a big magazine style like an oversized magazine style comic that i bought oh, i'm trying to think maybe 2003 and i bought it because it had a mobius comic inside it untranslated just beautiful art bunch of weird french shit happening but the cover artist and story was a paul pope story have I ever showed it to you? Mm. It's called Buzz Buzz. Okay. It's just, it's like a weird, uh, just comic magazine collection of different authors. You know, an anthology, I guess is the word, right? Right. Correct. I just completely ignored it. Did not read it. Did not care. You know, I've, even at this point in my life, I've still not read it. It's, it's in this, this very room that I'm in right now. And I've still not read it, which is odd, but. In black and white. Uh, and I think he can pull off just straight up black and white, but maybe, maybe this will look weaker. Maybe it would look less lively. Well, the, without the color. The color does a lot to it. I mean, if you. It's you, really, it's very good color. I mean, if you read the, the, that Super Trouble story I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, that is black and white for the, I think there's one page that is all pink. Uh, like I said, I think that probably serves as a, a cover of sorts, but the rest of it is black and white. And, I think, I mean, his art is still underlying is very good. Yes. But that color does add something. Mm-hmm. And I think that Super Trouble Story would be better if there was, if it was colored the, the same way this, the, the one trick ripoff is colored. Mm-hmm. I would probably like it more because the coloring is excellent. It's, it's very, very good. Adds a lot of, a uh, lot of personality and charm to it. Mm-hmm. I could not agree more. But I like the, the color palette, especially. I mean, it's just like very bold. There lots mm-hmm. of pinks and oranges and 
blue that the guy's tattoo that is blue on his arms that really pops and good use of shadows and stuff like that. It looks really yeah, that's another thing. That's the thing about it is it doesn't, it feels very modern. And I think a lot of it is that color because yeah. it is modern color. It was probably colored a couple of years back. Yeah. When they published this, um, this was in five and 96. Yeah. It's 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. It does not feel like a 90s comic. It does not. It doesn't feel yeah, like, it like pretty anything. cutting edge. Yeah. Yes. It feels like it could have come out last year, like brands make it new. It's pretty remarkable in that in, in its, of itself. I think a big part of that is just, you know, the color and the fact that this same basic indie comic scene has influenced so much of this modern movement. True. That this, this has become comics. You know, maybe not Paul Pope exactly, but he is an established figure now. Yeah. Because he's done such wonderful work. Well, uh, Madeline Boy has made him a superstar. I, uh, with good reason. It's fucking amazing. It is amazing. Just, <laughs> just got to recommend it to a friend recently. I think I even told you that. What was I going to say? Uh, you say that his art hasn't appreciably changed? It really, it's, it's shocking how little it's changed. And it's really incredibly frustrating that it's not clunkier and worse than it is. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if he's touched it up for this, this reprinting. Like, if, if it looked like this 20 years ago, I mean, that's, that's just unfair. I don't, I don't think someone should be that good and that young. But that's that's just me being a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it, yeah, and you get it. I just was flipping through, and like, yes, there's a cop next to a tank directing traffic in the street. So yep, that that is like there's those little details. Very that's a beautiful. That's a really beautiful tease. Yeah, the cops have tanks now. Yeah, militarization of the police. We I mentioned earlier when I talking about Batman about the killing joke stuff and making leaving women just to be rescued mm -hmm. this woman mm -hmm. cries a lot yeah she's uh she's a bit of a ninny isn't she i just that's my what do you think about that I, is it i mean she chose agency especially at the end there yeah uh it's just i a lot of crying well she's got like agoraphobia or something is it is that what it is well she she basically just starts weeping uncontrollably at one point and she's like, I'm afraid of everything. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of this. Ah. This is going to mess up my shoes. Like, it it seemed like agoraphobia. I mean, that, that was the word that popped into my head when that happened. But, I mean, it just could be just irrational fear because he's going into this insane situation. That's – I took it as that she was just very – because of – Yes. It, it was just like, I am – you know, on a razor thin edge here because I'm so worried about what our yeah. lives are going to be after this. Yeah. If and we're going to have lives, if we're going to be killed. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I mean to say. But this line here, my stone face, my stone face hurts. The idea that she's, she's putting up a front, you know, to try and put on a brave face. It, it, it sort of makes me believe she has a kind of general anxiety disorder. Or, or just as, just kind of always afraid. I, I don't know. Um, I don't look too negatively upon it. 
in the end, it's, it's, it, it would be unfair to judge, um, an artist by one of his first works, even if it was flawed. I mean, if this was held up as his greatest work or something, I mean, this is, this is, this is pretty much the first comic project he did. Are we looking that up? I'm not. I will. Yeah, he was 25 when he when he yeah worked on this. I knew he was very very young. Same age Trad Moore is now. Yes, is. I I, I agree with you about uh, Vim. I I I she shows enough agency there at the end, and the fact that she kind of overcomes mm-hmm. some of those fears is is uh part of that. And but I think it, it I think it's something we all I'll revisit often, and that's kind of another thing in that. It feels like as a 90s comic, which is 90s comics in every, in the mainstream 90s comics, there's the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you want to start hitting up the little, the smaller things that, you know, you can touch up on a couple of them if you want. If you have anything else you want to talk about, uh, trick, one trick ripoff about? All these care, all these kids seem very Katsuhiro Otomo, Akira. Okay. To me. I figure that's worth mentioning. He was probably, very like I, I never really thought about it too much, but he was probably very, very influenced by Katsuhiro Otelmo. It doesn't really strike me as such because Otelmo has a very sort of cold touch where his stuff is so like he looks like he draws it in an instant. Like he looks like he's just blasting through it with a brush. Where Otomo looks like he draws for days on end with a tech pen. You know, it's it's so methodical looking. It's more like Darrow or something, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think I've actually compared Atomo to Darrow many times uh, in my youth, but uh, it, it, it feels very, uh, very inspired, sp- particularly the way the different characters look and, I don't know, the names, the themes. I, I, I think it's also like, you know, gangs of young men, you know? Yeah, they're... With, committing crimes and trying to get laid and yeah. silly shit, but no hope for the future, kind of. And that that yes, that this guy stands out because he wants to have hope for his future. Mm-hmm. Wants to. Assist. That's very apt. I like yeah. that. Where it, you know, it's just you know, living day to day and doing being crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I certainly see it there. We can. Uh... That's when it, uh, I, I feel some of these are worth at least touching on a little, a little bit. We can. Do you want to say anything about the ending? The ending, um. It's interesting how messy it is. Yeah, it is. It's just, it doesn't seem to, like, you don't know, you don't know what happens. No. And that's, don't. it's kind of interesting that it just sort of ends in that moment. They could, they could both be dead the it next re- day. It reminds me of the ending of, have you, have you seen Shane, the classic western? I have not. It's very much like a, a John Wayne western in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. the John John was it Ford who directed all those old westerns? Yeah, I want to say he he directed many with John Wayne. John yeah. Ford did. Yeah, and it is a little bit. It's after I want to say Shane came out. Oh, it's gonna be bothering this. I'm trying to place him in context with the the. It's fifty three. Okay, so it's before that. It, it and it it feels very much of that era, but the ending you don't know. Shane has been shot in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if he lives or dies. He just rides off. Yeah. But he, he's slumping. You don't know if that means if he's just 
suffering or he's dead and the horse is just carrying it. it, it like it, it reminded me of that. Yes. Where I, I think it's making a state like I we just talked about hope and how this guy had hope. I don't know what I think it's it's keeping that that alive by you know he didn't he's not dead. Mm-hmm. There's still hope. Mm-hmm. There's still Paul Paul Pope. There is Paul Pope. I hate you. <laughs> I was kind of proud about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a fish pun though. It was not a it was not a fish pun. Did not flounder. Uh, not flounder. The I, you know there's there's all, the, the, all these associated stories. There's uh, like there's a lot of one page like set to poems. Yeah, you know, or two page or three page little illustrations to poems. It feels very weird art school project to me. Which is, and these are drawn well after, I mean, he was already kind of an established artist at this point. After, mm-hmm. like, after other books surrounding, you know, this and this story, like, he was, like, a, an independent artist that was established. Mm-hmm. Like, new people knew him. And yet he's doing these, I guess that's why it's in this book, but, you know, like a three-page, I, I hesitate to even call it a story because it's not, it's just illustrations with, about a poem. Yes. Or the one where there's... I think, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think I don't think they're very interesting. No, they're not. I mean, they're beautiful, but... They are beautiful, but I think it's kind of wanky. Um, then, again, then again, I just sort of find poetry very wanky. That's just me. I'm, I'm, I'm a little... I, I, I like my stories concrete. I like prose. I like, I like plot. I like well-crafted stories. It doesn't... I... This, if you're gonna write poetry, just write poetry. Is my, I, I don't like it when Neil Gaiman does it. I don't, I'm not gonna like it. Paul, Paul Pope does it either. Uh, I mean, it's, it's art, his I'm, art is beautiful, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to forgive it. It doesn't. No, I don't mind it. it. I'm not, I'm not gonna seek it out. I don't hate that it's in this book. I'm not gonna like rip the pages out. You like send them, send them back to him. Like I want my money back for these pages. Yeah, I. What do you think about those? There's two kind of autobiographical stories in here. I enjoyed them thoroughly. I did like I was, them a lot. Yeah. I was going to say that um, that they were they were high points in the rest of the book. Yeah. Um, and I think you know you you we know who Paul Pope is. We want to have that connection to him. You know. So when you talk about when he talks about things that happened in his life, whether they're true or not, I mean they could be entirely fiction. The story about the uh, the. The, the I, I don't know, Arab or Persian man, yeah. whatever he is, mm-hmm. uh, with the, 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 the portrait of his um, his dead fiance. I thought that was a really beautiful story, a very interesting story, um, and I don't know, well told. I think that I think that there's room for uh, autobiographical comics. I I feel like uh, maybe we should read more of them. This this um, they can be very good. It seems like such a weird idea, but I'm really, I'm really starting to enjoy it. Well, they feel very personal. They, they, they feel yes, they like do. they, they, they su- successfully communicate. Like you feel like mm. he is just telling you a story that of him yeah. from his life. Yeah. Um, there's, I think the other two that I, I actually remember mm-hmm. are the, well, I think that actually that there's three I would say I remember, but the, the super trouble one. Super Trouble's so stupid. It's really fun, though. Yeah, it's it reminded me actually a little bit of I probably just because there's a lot of food in it. It reminded me of mm-hmm. wonton soup. I, I get that. But eating contests and stuff. It is really dumb, but it is fun. I really like the way the characters look, and I think that 
he had he had learned very well by the point he drew this. Like one trick ripoff, the big problem with with that story is so many of the characters and they're all like of an ethnic group, so they're gonna have like similar hair color, you know, they're gonna dress similar, but they all look too much the same. Mm-hmm. And this has easily identifiable character designs to where there are three main characters. I get immediately which one is which. I don't have any trouble identifying the different ones. And all the auxiliary characters are different enough that I get it immediately. I mean, granted, it's 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 much more simple and it's really dumb, but I think he had figured a lot of things out by then even though I wouldn't say that the art style is that incredibly different. The talent is still present there. I mean, the talent yeah. is there the whole time, but what he does with it. Yeah. You know, the decisions I mean, he, he, he makes. Yes. He's, he's, he's smarter about things. He, he definitely has a much better handle on what he's doing. I wonder if there's a date signed on this one. They're all in, if you look at the table of contents, they're all there too. The dates that things came out. The dates are in that. I want to see it. Super Trouble was uh, 93 to 96. Oh, my God. Really? Somewhere in there. That's uh, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought so. would not have thought it was so early. Well, I mean, that's both those stories, so it's impossible. I mean, it's in that time frame. It's hard mm-hmm. to tell where it is. But, uh, I mean, that's – besides from the last few stories, most of these are all from that same time period, all from the yeah. 93 to 1996. Uh, mm-hmm. The other night job, one with the dishwasher – suddenly goes on a hit with the uh sorry i guess i don't know if it's a hit it turns into one mm-hmm. with the i don't even know what you fixer guy who works for his uncle who dresses all looks like a zorro or uh looks like antonio banderas from uh <laughs> what's that uh movie robert rodriguez movie I, I don't know why can't i think of it he has a guitar he shoots people with it oh um all I can remember is the dumb line, are you a Mexican or a Mexicant? Well, that's the, that's the, of the sequel to that, but yes, this is the same. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's the, uh, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Mexico is the name of that mm-hmm. movie, but, uh, the one, the prequel, the one before that, um. Yeah, and it wasn't a prequel, it, it no, it was not a prequel, it, it. it came in order. Uh, there was a Mexican, there was a one that was in Spanish, and then the next one was in English, and then the final one was English, and it was Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Can't, why can't I remember that? It doesn't matter. He looks like that, that guy. It's very dressed in black and handsome and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I like that story. It's very kind of one night transformation of a you know this helpless dishwasher kid into a to like a a a hard ass whatever. I would not have picked that one. I like it. I I mean it. There are none of them that are really bad. Right. But it's not one that really stood out to me. I liked the one previous to it that feels very honest. With the woman and the drive, uh, getting pick up yeah, a ride, yeah, waiting for her ride. Yeah, I waiting like that for, too. Her, her artist boyfriend and the guy, uh, the guy harasses her, and she feels really bad about it. And yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it, that is, I I like it a lot. The thing that I think the story that aside from the just the weird poem stuff, the story that stood out to me the most was the scarf story. Yes, it felt like a Pixar short. It was that's that's an interesting way to describe it. It totally does. It feels like Paper Man. It does. It feels a lot like that's the uh, that's not Pixar. It's Disney. No, but it's DreamWorks. No, it was in Disney, wasn't it? Was it at Disney? Yeah, it was before. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was before Dragon. 
Mm-mm. How to Train Your Dragon. It was or not because I didn't see that in theater. It was before. It was Walt Disney put. It was before. See, Up wasn't it? No, well, not Up was it? No, Up was the Star thing. Wreck It Ralph, I think. Oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Yes, it was before Wreck It Ralph, but yes, it is a very much like Paper Man, where it's a a guy trying to hunt down this 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 chick that's caught his eye. He has something for her. It felt just very cute. Mm-hmm. You know, very light, which I would, I mean, I never, most of his work is not that necessarily. No. It, it always has some kind of meat to it. But I, 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 that, and that, that doesn't end the, the last story is, I think it's just a, like a couple and they're just kind of, I don't know. It's just about a, a girl and her, her dude and them in bed. That's how it ends. Mm-hmm. I think it's a saccharine note to end on. Yeah. I would prefer to end it with the scarf story, honestly. But I I like this one. You do? I do. Would you suggest this to anyone? Or would it, okay, when someone it's like when a band releases their uh, like their live album or like hey this mm-hmm. is like a collection of demos and stuff from early on. I think yeah. the question is, does this transcend just Paul Pope fans? I don't think so. Okay. I really don't. I think it's exactly what you're describing. That. Um, yeah, it's it's just for people who know who the hell Paul Pope is. I mean, obviously the guy is a, a tremendous artist. And you look at the back of this book, and it's blurred by no less than Dave Gibbons and John Cassidy. Yeah, I, I mean, shit. <laughs> I I can't think of of two guys. That I would want say I, I can't think of anyone I would want saying nice things about me more so than those two. That, that's crazy. Um, you don't pick this up unless you 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 know Paul Pope. That's, there's 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 not enough here. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this this is this is a big collection of B sides. I was, and it's it, it's well. What were you gonna What were you gonna say? I was gonna say Battling Boy. Mm-hmm. Go read Battling Boy. Mm-hmm. Then maybe go to Batman Year 100. And then if you're still on board after those two, you want more Paul Pope. He has mm-hmm. other, I mean, obviously there's other ones. There's other, a lot of other work he's done. Uh, I, I would say that at that point, I think if you like both those things a lot and you love his art, I think that's enough to say get this. But no one is going to grab this as the first Paul Pope book they read. And I don't think they probably should. They probably sh- they should read Battling Boy first. They should read his Batman book first. They should read Escapo or 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 uh, THB or you know. There's uh, various other things, but Heavy Liquid another one, hundred um, percent. But if you're Paul Pope, if you read those and you're like, hey, I'm a Paul Pope fan, then then grab this. It's just more of the same. Mm-hmm. It is more more good times. Yeah, more nice art. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it it. it can't be understated. It's very, very pretty looking. Anything else you want to talk about with us, Kirk? Mm. He's the man that Dave Gibbons and John Cassidy love to love. There you go. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty, pretty good endorsement. There you go. It is very good. So folks, next week for Nerd Book Club, we are going to do, uh, Usagi Ojimbo Grass Cutter. Uh, that's Grass Cutter Arc. You can search for that and find it. It's, there's a lot of Yusagi Ojimbo. This guy's been doing it for his entire professional life for the most part. Uh, but I was told Grass Cutter is the best. And I'm very, I've, I'm very excited to read it. Uh, but read along. Uh, I think we can call it a day with that. 
been it, it's a day. It's a day. Uh, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Find us handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Uh, everything there, new episodes, links, etc. Uh, you find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour on Twitter at HBC Hour. Um, you can, yes, please, if you like us, give us five stars on iTunes. Really helps us out. So it gets more eyes on us. And we definitely appreciate that. You can find me on Twitter at MixMasterCereal. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. I also, uh, write things occasionally on my website, BatmanOnAHorse.com. It's the place to put it. It is. Eric, where can they find you online? Well, you can see my portfolio by going to uh, freewillunlimited.com, as well as most of the other things I get up to online, by going to ericzgoodnight.com. And you can tweet at me and see my entire uh, wonderful Heroes Con story by going to at MrBadExample, spelled MRBadExample. And that is all. So, folks, with that, have a good one. Rock and roll. (laughs) 